Hey gang, welcome back. This is Scott. You're listening to the Gabby and Scott Show. Uh, this is produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And if you guys were listening last week, you remember that we had a guest on, and a very cool one, and a very pretty one, and a very fascinating one, and her name is Jennifer. And uh, Jennifer, Jennifer, I was going to say was a witch. She still is a witch. That hasn't changed in the last seven days. So she's come back. You know, we had a real fun discussion last week. I hope, I hope a lot of you heard that because it was neat. And for anybody who didn't hear that, I, I can tell you that all of this, all this stuff about being a witch is all real positive and cute. So if anybody is, who didn't hear the show last week is thinking, hmm, a show with a witch on it, what about that? I can tell you, you know, it's nothing, it's nothing but good fun and positive things coming from that. So uh, welcome back, Jennifer. Merry meet y'all and brightest blessings to all my friends. I'd like to give a shout out to a very special friend, Shane Mason who's going to be on. I have a little special coming up called Tarot Talk with Jennifer. Uh, you're not here to promote oh, your okay. own thing. So well, anyway, hey, Shane, I love you. You're fabulous. <laughs> and he's in Columbia. And we also have a girl I, I work with. Uh, she just strolled into the studio to see what this is all about and what I've been talking about, and her name is Michelle. And although she doesn't want to, we'll see if we can at least get her to say hello. Hi, Michelle. Hello, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is a real radio personality. And I'll tell you what we, what we might do today. In the, Michelle, uh, as we were standing out in the corridor, uh, Jennifer and Michelle and I, I said, well, Michelle, I might ask you a question or something like that. And she had that you know, look on her face of utter and complete fright. And, and I said, I'll take it easy on you, I'll take it easy. But I've changed my mind. Maybe I'm not going to take it so easy on her. M- Michelle does not want to say anything. So I thought maybe what Jennifer and I can do, well, let me, let me begin with where this thought began. A friend of mine who has three children also has this very slow-moving dog. And so one of, the, one of his sons had a birthday party, and at the birthday party there was, you know, sort of an, obstacle course and you do different things and throw water balloons at things and my friend Tommy also had as one of the events that you could get 10 extra points if you could get the dog Portia interested you know bounce a ball in front of her something to get her interested because she was almost legendary for her you know sleepy gentle manner so the kids did all they could to get her excited so we're going to do that a little bit with Michelle today and if, it's a, if it turns out to be a contest between me and Jennifer of who can get Michelle to say the most, then maybe we'll have some fun with that unless Michelle just stands up and leaves because she doesn't like the idea of it. So we'll see how that goes. I want to start with um, something that I saw in a movie. I really like Woody Allen, and he released a movie last year called Whatever Works. And um, I have watched that. It's not exactly like me, but I have watched that six or seven times this week after Netflix sent it to me. And um, everybody knows how, how Woody Allen is. He's got, he's got a curious pessimism that really doesn't have a negative nature to it. It's, it's almost uh, a cat-footed kind of wit. And it's, it's unavoidable and, and, and even a little bit bloodthirsty in, in the way that it's something that you're forced to deal with because he's right. You know, it's that kind of stuff. So the movie is called Whatever Works, and in it, the star of the show, who's uh, Larry David from the Seinfeld, he was the creator of Seinfeld, is talking to this young girl who's about 20 years old who is falling in love with him. And um, he, says to, he says this to her. He says, he says let, me, let, me, let me tell you... Um, what they won't tell you about love is that it does not conquer all. It doesn't even usually last. And in the end, the romantic, our asp- the romantic aspirations of our youth are reduced to whatever works. Jennifer, what do you think about that? I see that I talk to people about that a lot with, with tarot reading. And just in general, people come to me a lot with their problems, and usually it is romantic problems. And we, my tarot friends know there's a, 
I relate everything to Tara. There is a card, the Five of Cups, and cups is the suit of love, such as the hearts. It's matters of the heart. And the Five of Cups, it shows a woman in a black cloak. There are three golden cups behind her that are turned on their side. On some decks, there's even blood flowing from the cups. Before her are two upright cups, and she's in such despair, she doesn't see the two cups there of what she still has or what she can have. And I always tell people, take the cups, which are lost loves. We all have one, whether it's our high school boyfriend or girlfriend. If our ex, if we were married before, um, we're all going to go through extreme heartbreak and also deep loves in our lives and what we have to do is take what we've been through uh, take those cups fill them with with passion for something you move on and and keep it not bittersweet even remember the good times learn from the bad experiences some people are just not meant they can have such a strong attraction but they're they're not able to be together love does not conquer all yeah, that is so true. I agree with this statement. I think it's a very true statement. Okay, now the, the, the last part really is is the pithiest part of Whatever all. works. It's the romantic aspirations of our youth are reduced to whatever works. Now, look, I've never been married, but, you know, I've been walking on this earth for a number of years, and it just from what I sort of hear and gather from people there is an element of whatever works people talk about the love you feel in the beginning going away and it becomes more companionship or supporting each other's careers or sharing a career and i don't know exactly what woody allen was talking about but there are there are moments and there are a whole lot of them where you hear something that you just know has truth in it I don't know whether that statement is completely true, but I just know that it's got a lot of truth in it, even though it's negative. It's profound, and I don't feel that it's negative because I hear people every day, a girl today who's a very close friend of mine, and she will not mind me saying this, she wrote on Facebook today for everyone that today would have been her and her husband's 30th anniversary. And she said, we have three beautiful children. We're still friends. She even posted the song, Love Me Tender, that Elvis Presley, her aunt sang, Love Me Tender, at the wedding. And she is still friends with her husband. She's been married since. It didn't work. But, I mean, and she said, today's bittersweet. So I sent her a song called There's an Old Wooden Box. It's by Shelley Wright. I don't know if you're familiar with that country singer. She's a beautiful singer. She just came out. Are she's, you saying sing, singer? Singer. Do I say it's some <laughs> kind of country or something? Yes, you know, a she's a country a, singer. Y'all know what that is. It's just a mate country. All right. She's a singer, and she just came out. She's the first gay female country singer to come out. So... I'm I'm proud of Shelley, but it's a beautiful song, and I'll fin I'll make it brief. It's about all women have an old box, a wooden box under their bed, and I know I have one, and I hope Sasquatch is not listening. And in that box, Sasquatch we, is her husband. He promised he'd listen while he's eating his milk and cookies, but you keep in it maybe some old tickets from a movie, some faded flowers love notes, maybe an old bottle of perfume, you never quite forget that first love or someone in your past. You move on from it. So, and, and you remember, you do remember the heartache. We all have that. And if there are only a blessed few people that can keep the spark alive or recreate it or make it come back, um, I feel relationships are what we make them and, and we have to try our best to with what works i think all those things should be put in a box the uh love letters and old bottles of perfume and with a box, lock the box should be <laughs> fired directly into the trash can you do really you wouldn't want to um you, you would be upset if you're a significant other if you found a box with 
or pictures of her old boyfriends. I don't have that, really. I was just sort well, of going yeah, along with the I song. Would, I would feel real funny about that. I would probably burn the, her box. Well, you devil, you. I wouldn't have a box at all. I'd just, I just Michelle, run a daggum thing out. Now, Michelle has some thoughts on this. I feel her thoughts coming through, and I'd Michelle. love to hear them, Michelle. Well, this is, this is Come on, girl. Jennifer's it's, first attempt to get Michelle women interested. Talk. I have a box under my bed. See? And it has um, old movie tickets. Where's your husband? Um, he's in New Jersey right now. All right. <laughs> yeah, he left her. He left her. <laughs> he See, has not is, left this me. This is interesting, though. No, it's this not. is interesting. <laughs> he has not left me. He is a driver, and he is over the road right now, and he's in New Jersey. But I do have a box. It's not under my bed, but it's in my um, closet. Okay. And it does have old love letters and pictures and uh, show tickets and uh, theater tickets. And I think my first concert to Aerosmith. I All there. right, girl. And, you know, it doesn't mean in the song, and I'll send you the song if you're on Facebook. I am on oh, Facebook. I need to send it to you. It's like you don't want to go back to it, but it's what led you. The Broken Roads, that's another song. Everything's a song. God bless that the Broken like Road. like another country song. It's a country it song. It is. God bless the Broken Road that led me straight to you. See, Michelle understands. But this is not the CMT network. Oh, this is the Scott it. and Gabby show, or Gabby and Scott show, oh, actually. Oh, right. But Gabby's not here. Right. right. So country it um, is. Okay. <laughs> And Michelle seems to like these songs. Oh no, I don't like country. Oh, no. I like rock too. You are you are all alone in this room, Jennifer. <laughs> I mean, it seems like there are two other people here. I want to talk about me. You're you're all alone. <laughs> you know that Toby Keith song? <laughs> Toby, come on, come on. Let, 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 let's get on with some regular American rock music. You know, you can talk um, about uh, whoever. Do you know any music other than country music? Are you kidding me? Joe Sample, Michael J. Franks. That's Michael J. Fox. Michael do you, do Frank. You, do you know any music Giroux, other than country that anybody company? has ever heard of? Bad Company. <laughs> bad Company. Okay. 50 Cent. 50 Cent. I okay. just saw him in concert. Boy, Bad Lady Company. Bad Company is 40 years old. Hello, I'm 50. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still singing. All right, I think we're going to have to take a break. we got a different topic when we come back. All right, welcome back. You're listening to the Gabby and Scott Show. This is Scott, and I have with me uh, Jennifer and Michelle. While we were sort of talking there about relationships a little bit, I was thinking about something else, and this was, I just kind of had an interesting time with myself in the dark, and I was just thinking about stuff. And, and I thought about how in relationships, we, you know, as, as, as pure as everybody wants them to be, and everybody likes to say, look, I don't play games. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you what we still do. We try to manipulate perception. And when I thought about that, I thought, gosh, that really is true. So for for a girl, uh, let's say there is a, and I'll call her a woman, even though if anybody has listened to prior shows, you know that the word girl is not meant as an offense. So I realize some people don't call women girls here in here in the south or at least in my area of the south it's a it, it's a very sweet and tender and um affectionate thing to say so i hope nobody feels that it's anything other than that so we will call her a girl so a girl may um feel as though she looks a little heavier than she wants to look and so she wears uh you know a lot of black and a lot of clothes that that slim her down um, we were getting a call from Shane, and I'm going to take that. Maybe let's just go ahead and take it now. Want to do that? We'll take the call from Shane, and then we'll come back to this. Okay, Shane, are you on? Hello, I'm Shane. Here. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, great. Jennifer. How are you? I'm great. This is my fabulous friend Shane I gave this shout-out to. And, oh. he, and he may have some insights on love. I know he is one of my oh. friends, and we talk about everything but we talk about matters of the heart and and he's one of my friends on facebook that we go through some of our hurt and heartache with songs don't we shane yes we do um actually i have a lot of 
Wait, we're, we're having trouble hearing you, Shane. Shane, yes, excuse me. The last time this happened, all the listeners could hear the caller, but we oh. weren't able to hear it. So we're going to hang in and see if we can get that repaired so we can hear you. How you coming there, Dustin? Not going to work out? Oh. Well, uh, maybe we can call Shane back. Or we love you, Shane. Sean, if you're listening, please call and try that again. Um, we haven't had any trouble with callers except for the one. Um, and we're getting another call from Tom, so we're about to demonstrate whether we've got this fixed or not. Hi, Tom. This is Scott. Hi, Scott. How are you? Just fine. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, Tom. How are you doing? Oh, you're Major Tom, aren't you? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah, I'm Major Tom. <laughs> he is Major. Well, and this man knows a lot about love and... Isn't he... Aren't you calling from England? Is that right? Is that where you we are? Have, I am calling from England, yeah. Wow. You know, I'm so country. Well, I'm going to tell... I have to tell you something, Tom. I asked my husband today. I said, well, Major Tom lives in the United Kingdom. And I said, now, what's the difference in the United Kingdom and England? Um, could you tell me that? Isn't it the same place? I could. Um, no. See, it is the different. United Kingdom of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Okay. There's four countries in the United Kingdom. England is one of those countries. Okay. See, I don't get out very much from... Does that make sense? Yes. There's, there's 50 states in America. There's four countries in the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. You, you know, the, apparently Jennifer mistakes this radio show exactly. for her own private tutoring session. No, I, these people talk to me. We talk about love. So <laughs> I, I'm going to let you talk yeah, with Tom about love. Yeah, what you were saying before, you came out and said, uh, love doesn't conquer all. Well, I think romantic love doesn't conquer all. I think unconditional love conquers all. Oh, that's that's beautiful and... and well, I'm going to agree with that. Um, can I ask you a question about that? This can be a good discussion here. Yeah, of course. Isn't that if romantic love doesn't conquer all... I mean, romantic love is, is what... If, if we could come up with a recipe for romantic love, then probably one of the things we would put in there is that that be conditional. I mean, I think of unconditional love as one of two things. Love love of us uh, from God or the love of us from, from animals. And I, I don't know whether the unconditional right. part, you know, so I, unconditional <coughs> love, yeah, obviously that's the best kind. There's just too oh, much love. Oh, We've got a back... We've got to back way up before I can even begin to answer your question. Okay, tackle it, I man. Mean, uh, it, it, it all kind of stems from belief, doesn't it? Well, my belief starts on a very simple point. God is everything. You have to think that logically. Um, but ultimately... Uh, Whatever comes from God um, comes from you. Okay. Right? And so that same unconditional quality, right? We can only strive to achieve it. I'm not even sure it's possible for a human being. Although... We have some great examples, don't we? Uh, Jesus was a great example. Right? But look what we did to him. Well, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. And on the religious part, you know, th th that's where the unconditional love prob probably began. But I want to move off that and into the romantic love. Um, right? Okay. Well, gosh. Because the way I see that, I mean, I tried, you know, in this last relationship that I was in to make that an unconditional love, but, but I had to really exert myself. I had to individually let go of certain things. Mm. I, I wasn't quite fond of the, the way that this girl dressed when I met her. 
Now, look, I don't mean How that I got that? in there. I'm and, interested. How did she dress? Uh, she dressed a good bit like you, and I just didn't like it one bit. Well, no, I'm kidding. Well, hey. But, you, you know. That's all right. You should get what you like. But, but after a time, you know, I would get hung up on it a little way. I would notice it and think, oh, man, you know, she would look so much better in something else, and she picks this to wear. And after, after a time, I let go of that one thing and thought, look, man, I love her. So I need to love however she dresses. That's right. Period. But I, it, well, it well, didn't become that's unconditioned. That's found it. Yeah, and, and that's what unconditional love's about, isn't it? Accepting people just the way they are. And that, for me, What's so, not? okay, I overcame the, uh, the the clothing part of it, and I overcame other things, but that is, that is you know, fighting the battle one inch at a time. Because I, I, would, I wouldn't be able to say, uh, being straight with you, I wouldn't be able to say I loved her unconditionally. That's or that right. she loved me unconditionally. Mm. I can only try to move to that. And that's, that's a worthwhile enterprise to try to move to that. I just don't know. Maybe there are some people, some human beings who get there. My little dog is there. He does love unconditionally. But, but I don't. I'm, I'm flesh and blood, and I don't want to just say, hey, I have these flaws, and I'm going to live with them, and I'm stuck with them, because I don't believe that for a second. Have you ever heard of the yeah, I, I hear you. Um, have you ever heard of the Four Agreements, uh, a Toltec Wisdom book by Don Miguel and Lez? No, I missed part of what you said, hmm. but I haven't heard of that, no. Okay. Anyway, let me give you the Four Agreements, because I think they're very useful. Uh, be true to your word. Nothing is personal. What was the first Don't one again? anything. Be true to your word. Okay. Yeah. Right. How far did we get? Three. True to your true to your word, and nothing Don't is perfect. Don't assume anything. Yep. Don't assume anything. Okay. And what's and the last all one? All we can do is try our best. And what are those? The you said those are the four agreements. What? Where does that fit into life? That's right. Well, I think it's a way to approach unconditional love or, or trying to live in a state of unconditional love. I'm trying to stay on topic here, Scott. Are you Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, some of those things fit. Oh, well, we, got, we got that caller back. We got two calls, two minutes and one call. Well, that's probably enough for me. Uh, if you got Shane back, go on to Shane. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you one thing I'm going to comment on before you and I go is the, the part of that list that everybody likes best when they hear it is the great relief on number four that all you can do is your best. You know, it, it leaves failure yeah. open to you and you can feel good about it because failure is on the list. I did my best. So. And I feel, take me as I am, you know, if you don't like the way I dress then uh, you're not going to see me undressed, that's for sure. But, I mean, if you didn't like the way she dressed, uh, you didn't really love her. Um, well, un, un, undressed. Was, how'd you like her undressed? Un, undressed was Well, how'd was she just, like you and the just, way you dress? Um, she, liked, she liked the way I dressed and she liked the way I undressed. So she I mean, thought you were hot. Come on. Okay. Yeah, you know, <laughs> walk into that room like a king. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, maybe... May, <laughs> Major Tom will say goodbye to you reluctantly. Bye, hope you hope you call back again. Thank you for Drink listening some of and that for calling. Drink toad ale tonight. Uh, okay, so I think Major. <laughs> so we'll say goodbye to Major Tom now, and we're gonna. Oh, we'll take our break now, Sean. If you'll hang in with Shane, us for a couple. Shane. Shane, excuse me, for a couple more minutes, we'll be right back with you. So I'm not sure if we're gonna hear Al Hurt or not. Welcome back to the Gabby and Scott show. We, um, as we were leaving, uh, Shane got back on the line. I, he apparently got mad and hung up the first time, and so I don't really like his attitude there. But, <laughs> but he called back, and he he has he promises us 
He has the most incredibly deep thoughts that he is about to share with us that are going to change lives. So well, for it, Shane. All, let, me, let me say, can you guys hear me? Yes. Uh, let me say that uh, I'm actually driving um, and talking, so no one tell Oprah um, that I'm driving and talking. <laughs> I'm going to call her tonight. That area. Yeah, please don't. You know, she'll be so upset with me. Okay. Uh, but what I was trying to say when I got cut off was, was going back to the whole box part, and, and I'm sorry to bring that back up, but I don't have a wooden box per se. My box is in my heart. So, in other words, I remember wonderful situations from past relationships, and I remember the bad as well. But I think both of those lead me into my next relationship and what I look for positively and what I'm looking for to avoid negatively. That That's right, Shane. Boy, you put that really nicely. He's very... Um, profound and and very. So your life is, is basically it's 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 a, a wealth of experiences. I mean, it's it's, it's it's basically a collection of experiences. Some of them bad and some of them good. And and you know, ultimately, you want the best experiences that you can have. But you have to gain the knowledge from the bad in order to realize what is good. And your unconditional love thought, Scott, I thought was so great. Um, the only unconditional love that I've ever experienced is from a pet and also from a mother. You know, a mother's love is unconditional as well. I feel the same way. My mother loves me no matter what and wants the best for me and my my dogs and um, cats. But like you said, Shane, about that box, believe it or not, I really don't have a box under my bed either. And but like you say, but well, it like is but it is Shelley Wright's song. It is a beautiful song, and it yeah. did come up today. And it's um, I, I, we all have that in our heart, and it's like the Five of Cups card I was talking about, and those experiences, and when our heart's been broken and we've cried those tears, it does make us better able to have that relationship that we all want we all want that perfect match that where we have someone who gives where we both give it's another tarot card i know this is not my tarot show but the six of coins it just seems that way right the six of coins shows a regal man like you like an emperor like a and he has two scales like the scales of justice (coughs) And he has the coins in his hands. And there are two beggars. Say the beggars could be Shane and myself. They both need. And this man has three coins and one one beggar has three coins. One has two. The regal man holds the magic coin. And I was reading cards at an event. Um, it was in Columbia. And it was someone who had a relationship. It was not going well. And I was relating the giving and receiving to money because it can be about whether your loan will come through or are you going to get that raise? Is everything going to come into balance for you financially? Or can I defraud that guy out of right. a lot of money? Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. Yeah, and he said, I see it as the giving and receiving in a relationship. In other words... You've heard of one will give 90%, one gives 10. Maybe, maybe Scott, you felt like you were giving, doing all the giving and adjusting, and she wasn't. But I think we all want a relationship where we feel valued and loved and accepted and everything. And it is hard to find that. And when you do find it, it's hard to keep the magic. How do we keep? That's another song. How do we keep the music playing? How do we remember that, Shane? Tune in next week yeah, for do. the fundamentals I, I of music with fun. Jennifer. Hey, that's, that would be a great show. What about it, Shane? <laughs> well, what about, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, everything can be related back to a song, I think. But I think a lot of times love is the most horrible, wonderful thing that we will ever experience in and our lives. And that's why we you know, want it so much. Right, and we're all seeking uh, to be loved and all seeking uh, acceptance um, from people. I know I am. 
Well, you said something in there. We we probably I don't know whether whether this is weighing whether this topic is weighing people down. I, I like it because we all have relationships, so I love it, 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 it seems to be relevant. Think. Everyone can relate. Yes, of course. But you said something a minute ago, Sean. That um, Shane. Shane, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You'll I'm, never get in his fan club. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> but no you can problem. you can Not get in mine, and I'm sure you really want to do that. Um, <laughs> but. Um, you were talking about you know the the box in your heart, and you you take all those all those things from past relationships, even if they were things that weren't positive, and you turn them into th- things right. that you've learned from. And, and you know that that's really the way I see that too. And this this way I really do see. Um, right. That that I try I try not, and I'm pretty good at not not seeing anything as something I ought to regret. Just all right, that happened. Right. Now now what is going to happen? Like you know, but not going back that's over a, it. That's a great, that's a great philosophy because I, you know, a lot of times regret hinders us from moving forward. And I always, I, I love this saying that so many times people they dwell in the past or they worry about the future and they forget the present and what's going on now. And all we can do is live where we are right now. That's that's the best that we can do. And if you spend so much time worrying with the future and just wallowing in regret in the past, it's, it's so unhealthy. It's unhealthy. Yeah, and for like $1,500, you can have somebody killed. So, you know, why would yeah. you need to sit around <laughs> regretting those things? <laughs> or, or $1,500 worth of therapy, too, you know, <laughs> one of the two. Well, I can't afford either <laughs> you one. You on somebody's couch. So. Okay, well, uh, Shane, notice how I said your name right. We're going to move thank on to you. our next topic now, but thank you for listening. Sure, sure. I love you, Shane. Thank you so much. Love Bye. you too, Jennifer, and thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure. This has been very interesting. I've really enjoyed listening. Well, enjoyed, thank you, enjoyed you, Shane. this conversation with you, Shane. Bye now. And Donna, if you are out there, I want you to call in. I have some things I want to Is talk to you about. Is that your girlfriend? No, she's not my girlfriend. Um, I wish she was. Donna. Well, be um, nice to her. But anyway, um, let, let's, try, let's try something else here. Um, you've talked about your tarot cards today, and I just want to ask you one short question. I, I, was in a, I was in a place the other day where they were doing, it was a restaurant, Ooh. and this magician came around to the table and was doing all this magic that really was impressive. I had no idea how he was doing it. But, but I, I know the phenomenon that goes on. You know, for a child sitting there watching a magician they really think it's all magic, and they're just able to enjoy it in the, in the way that it was meant to be enjoyed. For most of us as adults, it's very important to us to try to figure it out. That's wow. the enjoyment is in trying to figure it out. Well, I realized with this guy, I wasn't going to be figuring mm-hmm. anything out. I needed to go back to being a child and just enjoy it. So that's what I did. But on, on tarot cards, is that something that people try to figure out, figure out as as though maybe there is a trick. Oh, or a, a figure few, out if probably like you would do. Maybe not just a but trick, but that you're they, making it up. When they see the synchronicity and things happen with the cards that they have mixed, they are usually pleasantly surprised. So I never try to pr- prove anything that the magic is in the cards. I'm not a magician. I was a magician's assistant, but this is totally different. And is this your card? Right, I don't do that, but I mean, after you talk with Donna, I'd be glad for you just to choose, get your energy on these beautiful white cat cards, after you talk with Donna. Well, we're going to we're gonna talk with, Donna, are you there? And then you can... I'm here, Scott. Oh, my gosh. You know, this is a thrill. Scott has a crush on you. <clears throat> and I'm going, to, I'm going to begin this conversation with Donna the way I've begun every conversation with her for the last five years. Please do. I had a girl, and Donna was her name. (laughs) That that would melt her heart. I know it. But it's really not fit for radio. So. Oh, it is, Scott. Please sing more. (laughs) So tell me, tell me, what what are you doing? What are you thinking about? And why in the world would you call in, in spite of the fact that I asked you to? Well, because you asked me to, and because I was very curious as to what you might be talking about today, knowing you for so many years, I know that you never can tell, 
so it's always uh, it's always a surprise. It's always fun, and it's always uh, entertaining, informational. So well, I'm I'm call, I've been listening to you, listening to the various songs that Miss Jennifer has been talking about. Which, um, like you, Scott, I can't relate to those very well. Um, and I'm from the south. Do you but, have any songs? <laughs> Uh, well, you what? know, Donna, since you called in, the atmosphere in the studio has changed a good bit because of my, you know, almost almost wild, out-of-control affection for you. Um, I'm, I'm, I now have the microphone, you know, down on the floor, and I'm dragging, dragging myself across the carpet like a cat in heat just because you're on the oh. telephone. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's all very exciting, and the lights are out. Oh, wow. What happened to dressed or undressed and you walk in like a king now? Kings don't drag. Yes. So many of these things are figments of my imagination, which is better than my oh, real life. Okay. okay. Well, see, I had a great visual of that. <laughs> so, so now that just is blown. Thanks a lot. I was, uh, I was really digging it. But, okay. yeah, with some therapy, you can shake that image. I know, you know, I'm a very visual person, so um, that's just, I don't know, I'm going to have to hang up now. No, you don't need to hang up. <laughs> Actually, I want to go back to something that I realized I began talking about earlier. I want you to hang in on this, Donna, okay? Do you mind? I don't mind at all. Okay. I was talking about how in a relationship, you, I was thinking about how people uh, sometimes manipulate perception. People. I do it. Absolutely. Um, so I was beginning with a girl who who thinks of herself as overweight and she she always wants to be wearing clothes that that make her look thinner um, well probably feel thinner too but primarily look thinner because it's important to okay. her that her boyfriend think of her as thin and then for a guy let's say the guy wants to look artsy so he's got the artsy haircut and the artsy clothes and some sort of uh, suitable facial hair that goes along with looking artsy. And it's right. real important to him that she think of him as artsy. To him, it's an identity okay. thing. And maybe she says to him one day, I can't imagine what the context would be, but maybe she says to him one day, you know, he, he might say, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty artsy guy. And she'd say, artsy? You know, you, you're more like a goober. I don't think you was artsy at all. And... <laughs> And all the work he's done to create that perception um, has seemed to be for nothing. And he, you know, you better believe when somebody works hard on that perception that they are going to, on the spot, try to correct it. So I don't, I don't know how he would do that. But I think it's funny, um, f funny in a peculiar way, that that I think I think a lot of us, no matter how well adjusted we we believe we are. We do deal with trying to manipulate perceptions because because it's something that we need. I really don't think it's to fool the other person, but it's something that we need. I need because of something in my life to be thought of as an artsy guy, and she needs to be thought of as as thinner than she is, or maybe she is thin and just doesn't believe she's thin, but we have those perception things. What do you th have you noticed anything like that in life? Like one of the things you might have noticed is that I'm completely wrong about it. That'd be a fair observation. Well, pretty much, yeah, pretty much you are. But um, that's okay. We love you anyway. <laughs> uh, I think that the key here, honestly, and have I noticed it? Oh my God, Scott, how many times have I been married? Um, let's don't remind me. Um, well, you and I were married once, I think, right? Well, shh, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. That was completely, <laughs> completely overt. Yes, but However, you, you remember uh, me walking into the room like a king, mm -hmm. don't you? Absolutely, baby. <laughs> uh, communication, it's all about communication. If, uh, you know, we, yes, people play games and they want um, a certain perception. They want people to think of them in a certain way. But when you're talking about your partner, if you're talking about someone that you spend a lot of time with, that you possibly want to spend, you know, more time with, then you need to talk to this person about how they see you and how you want to be seen. And if, if it's not the same thing, then you need to work that out because playing those games does not work. It makes both people crazy in the end, and therefore there's no relationship. There's no partnership. So I think communication is the key to uh, the perception and the partnership. 
you what are do you, think? you you are a smart cookie, Donna. You really are. Not I'm like I'm, a, I'm in a position to tell you whether you're right or wrong. We're just all dealing with opinions <laughs> there, but um, I, I think the health the healthiest part of any relationship is where you tell the other person what I need. Uh, otherwise, it becomes, you know, maybe when I'm talking to my wife, um, she's always she always has her back to me and is washing the dishes, and I really need her to look at me when I'm talking so that I, you know, feel as though I'm getting getting through. And so it'd be... Yes, and that what you're saying matters to her. Yeah, yeah. So... She, so she could be, like, singing a song on her head or going over her grocery list or something. Yeah. She's not paying you any attention. Yeah, think about how she's going to spend my money. Um, That's exactly right. But, you know, so for, for me to for me to sulk and think, man, she's not, she never listens to me. I just don't like this at all. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to talk to her anymore. Yeah, that's a great way to go. Or I could say, listen, when, when I'm talking with you, you know, it would, it would make me feel um, more important and, and, en- and engaged with you um, if we actually face each other when we talk. So I've simply told her what I need. And then it's completely up to her to decide whether whether that's a need that that she would like to meet. And in a good relationship, well, I think it's pretty easy to do. Well, and she might say to you, "Well, honey, don't talk to me while I'm doing the dishes, please, because I'm looking at the dishes and making sure that they're clean to your specifications. So wait until I'm finished, and then we'll talk." Well, what I would say to that is, when I'm talking. It suddenly becomes the most important thing, and you can do the dishes after I've gone to bed. Just be real quiet about it. Here's the thing. Just get undressed and say, here I am, baby. Your king is here. Right. Look at me. Yeah. Turn around and have a look at this and see how interested you are in those dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly why you're probably uh, still single, Scott. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, it's it it's one of the reasons. I mean, you know, I love you with all my heart, but come on now. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, you make me laugh always, always. And I do have a, have that song when you left me a message with my uh, wonderful song. I do have it still saved on my phone. I'd like to make it my ringtone, actually. I think that would be cool. Well, that, that is pretty cool. I think I sang a lot of it to you that day. Normally it had been the first verse, but I think I went into the second verse, and um, I don't know. You but it was a, did. It was a pretty thorough rendition, uh, fit for stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of people. When you said, I think you probably want to hear the rest, so you need to call me and I'll sing the rest to you. That's right. I punished you because you weren't calling me back. So to hear the other half of the song, you have to call me back. I thought it was a fair arrangement, and you did call back. Well, you teased me. I don't like being teased. So, fair. All right. Well, now now they are motioning that we have a break. So, Donna, I will see you at dinner next Monday night, and I'm looking forward to it. And I know you insisted on paying, and I insist right along with you there. So, anyway, let's... Well, it depends on whether you're the king that night or not, baby. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me. Have a good time. Thank Enjoy you, Donna. Good work. Bye, gal. All right. Bye-bye. So, you know, we're going to get off all this romance stuff because we don't believe in it anyway. And we're going to switch the topic over to illegal drug use, uh, which I'm a big fan of. No, actually, I had an experience with this yesterday um, because a, a friend of mine, this is a guy, um, got a hold of, of some marijuana, which is, of course, an illegal drug. Um, and I pointed that out to him. But what he, he called me and said, listen, I want, to, I want to get a bong, but I don't want to go in the store. And I said, well, why not? Just go in there and get one if that's what you want. And he said, I don't know, you know, worried about my bad name and all that stuff. And yeah, I don't know. He, he asked me if I would go for him. Well, you know, I'm a clean liver. So it's like sending a preacher in there. Well, okay, it's not quite that good. <laughs> but, you know, when I go in, I don't care about it at all because I got no involvement with any of that stuff. So I, I walk in like I would expect my mother to walk in. You know, I'm not a drug user. So I walked right up to the counter, 
sidled up to the clerk and 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 said, you know, with great authority, you know, and the presence and exquisite timing of a great actor. I said, I'd like a bong, please. Give me give me a bong. And he said, Well, what kind do you want? And I said, Well, whatever you got, be fine. And there there are so many kinds of bongs, and he was using words that I had never heard. I mean, the only thing that I know he said was, this is glass on glass, and I'm thinking, well, so what? Does that mean it's good, or does that mean it sucks? So it's glass on glass, and what's this other one here? Well, this one isn't glass on glass, and I'm thinking, well, why don't you tell me how much they cost, and I'll know which one is better. And he kept using all these words. This one has a thing you can put ice in the top, and it makes the smoke much cooler. You know, these, these were not features on bongs when I was in high school. And in high school, of course, I never smoked marijuana, but I had seen a bong. Um, actually, I got pretty close to one one time. Um, so anyway, he keeps showing me the bongs. And my friend had only said he wanted a glass bong. So I said, well, I want a glass one. And, you know, all the entire store is filled with glass bongs. So he, he, he gave me that look like, you know, come on, bucko, you're not really helping me. He said, how much do you want to spend? I, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars. He said, oh, we can get you a good one. What color you like? I said, I don't care about daggum color. Um, I said, they, it looks like they're all clear anyway, so unless my favorite color is clear, um, I'm going to be unhappy with this. Now, these boys in the store were really nice. They were all totally wasted, but they were really nice guys. And uh, so I said, well, how about a black bong, because that's my favorite color. And he said, oh, man. So he moved me down to the black bongs. And look, they could already tell that I'm big money. When I walk in to a place, they know I don't just want a bong. They know I want a first-class bong. And that's what they were going to get for me. You know, that, that, that nature that I have about myself commands respect, immediate respect, respect, deference, genuflecting, things like that. So he walked me down to the expensive end of the store um, where all of the high-class people were. You know, Jackie Onassis was there at the counter, um, things like that. And he said, these are our very best bongs. And I said, well, those would be the bongs for, for me. And he said, is this a gift? I said, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I was just asked to come here. I'll, I'll pay for it. I don't know whether I'm getting paid back or not. And so he showed me his best bong, and he showed me a video of how you work it, which was interesting. And I saw the little, the, the user, the user, we'll call him a user, putting their little finger over this, this hole on the front when they inhaled the deadly herb. And, and he said, I said, what's, I said, so you put your finger over this hole? He said, yeah, put your finger over the carb. I said, carb? And he said, yeah, right there. I said, the thing I just called a hole? And he said, well, yeah. And I said, do you mean carb like it's short for a carburetor? And he said, yeah. I said, you realize it's just a hole, right? And he said, well, yeah. And I said, how about, how about we do this? How about we call it a hole? And that that's what it is. Because I don't think the carburetor on my car is a hole. This is a hole, on the other hand. So can, can we call it that? He played along with that. So I ended up getting this great bong. I'm overdrawing this story a little bit. I don't treat people like that. So everybody was very impressed. Now, I could, I could tell you, when I go into a store like that, even though I you know, don't go into stores like that, I don't want to be known. And already I had three clerks helping me because they knew I was about to get an expensive bong, and it created some kind of excitement that I don't quite understand. So I had three clerks around me. Other people in the store were being ignored, and I'm suddenly the center of attention in the drug paraphernalia store. So I said, well, how, how about let me just pay this and get on out of here, or, or this is pretty soon going to become an indelible disgrace in my life. And so they rang it up, which took an eternity. People are asking me questions about the bong and all that, like I'm, you know, the bong expert or something. And they're wrapping up all the individual pieces, and I'm thinking, well, you come on and ring that thing up before, you know, my mother drives by and sees my car here. And uh, so they got it all rung up, and then one of the, one of the clerks said, um, you don't think your friend wants a vaporizer? Well, I, I don't even know what a vaporizer is. And I said, well, I don't know if he wants a vaporizer or not. I, I, I know he said bong, 
what's a vaporizer? And the, the guys, these, these, these three or four stoned clerks were like, oh, God, a vaporizer, man. You know, that uses 90%. Now, they were careful here. <coughs> 90% of the tobacco, as if we're really talking about tobacco. <coughs> so anyway, I went over to look at the vaporizers, and they showed me the vaporizers that the common, you know, ordinary man on the street would get. But they shoved all those things out of the way, and they went to the, the, the vaporizer that was designed by the NASA scientists, and they dragged that thing out. It looks like a megaphone. And I said, well, how do you work on this? I mean, how do you work it? <clears throat> and it seemed real easy and all that. Um, they, they told me where to put the tobacco. And uh, so anyway, I walk out of there with this $400 vaporizer. Um, got no idea what it is. I hope my friend likes it because um, he's going to have to suffer with it. But, I mean... This has come a long way since I have been in high school. We were happy back then with a rolled joint. Are we down to no time at all? We uh, keep going? Okay, so any, anyway, I got the vaporizer, and I took it home last night um, because my friend isn't even here now, so I called him and said, all right, I got the thing, I got the thing, and, and he said, try it out. I said, try it out with what? Well, I ended up really trying it out with tobacco, and it didn't even work. It didn't even vaporize. I read the, it comes with an owner's manual. I sat there on my back porch reading the owner's manual and putting my tobacco herb in there and lying on the ground to try to smoke it, and it just ended up being a big fat nothing for $400. So now I'm going to insist that I get reimbursed so that he's paid $400 for a vaporizer that doesn't even work. But this has made me consider getting into the world of illegal drugs because the guys in the store were so nice. And I figured, you know, this is where I could probably, they could probably get me illegal drugs and get me things to use the illegal drugs with. So I'm thinking of moving my, my hobby, free time, focus over into illegal drugs. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's a good move. I'm going to talk it over with some of the people in my life, but uh, I think it's a good move to do that. What would your boss think? Um, I am my own boss, unless you're referring to my mom. Yeah. And my mom only found out I was doing that in high school when she and my father were, were, were called at some hours that most people are sleeping uh, and invited down to the jail. Oh, no. And many more times invited down to the principal's office. <laughs> <clears throat> where their, you know, <clears throat> son had vandalized the machine in the senior lounge, um, done all kinds of things. I was suspended seven times in high school. I don't believe um, that. No, there are people. I don't think any of these people are talking to me. These people are talking to themselves on this chat line as if I'm not even here. Are we out of time? Look, come back next week. Gabby's going to be back next week. And um, she'll probably want to talk about all kinds of sexual things. So for people who are interested in that, it's, it's tough to get her off of that topic. So we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy your day. Oh, that's a now, was that really true? This what is called true. Really that is true. Did it really cost that much? Yes. I am really dumb, then. I don't Is that the honor? I mean. That's true. No, no.